I'm Mike Simmons, and this is the Yearbook Wise Podcast. Hey friends, it's good to be back with you. Uh, We are in the throes of finalizing the book. We've got about eight days left to go up here at Team Tesserae and more work than I know what to do with. So we're going to keep everything pretty tight and short today. Uh, Joining me on the podcast, I've got Brett Hasty from Brookville High School uh, down near Lynchburg, Virginia, and Robin Christopher of Del Norte High School in California. Uh, Both uh, Brett and Robin have award-winning staffs uh, that were part of the CSPA Spring Convention last week, uh, ran across both of them while we were there. And uh, I was able just uh, a week later, today on, on Friday the 29th, I was able to sit down with them and uh, look back at their experiences while on campus at Columbia University. Uh, lots to share here, uh, highlights of the conference and the, uh, the benefits of bringing your staff to the city and just how much fun it is to to go there for the instruction, the the sightseeing, the shows, whatever it is, and then bring those experiences uh, and those kids uh, back to the lab and see all of the the really awesome changes and growth that can take place as a result of the trip. As ever, if you want to be in touch, you can email me at iteachyearbook at gmail.com. You can find the podcast on Twitter at at yearbookwise, that's yearbook, W-H-Y-S. And uh, I'm so grateful to those of you who have taken the time to go over to Apple iTunes and leave uh, a few stars and a review. It does help uh, in whatever algorithms and magic they use to help other people find the podcast. So if I could ask that favor of you, uh, that would be just fantastic. If you, like uh, like our team here at Tesserae, are just in, uh, in the midst of wrapping it all up, good luck. To those of you who have finished and finaled, congratulations. I can't wait to celebrate with you uh, either from uh, near or far all that you and your staffs have achieved this year. Uh, a caution or a, 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 uh, an encouragement, I should say, is to not lose sight of the fact that we've still got these kids uh, you know, in our labs before graduation. There are all sorts of opportunities for us to stay engaged with them, to lay the ground, groundwork and foundation for next year's book, uh, to continue developing their skills, uh, even something as simple as cleaning the lab or you know, preparing for uh, the, the summertime shutdown. There's lots to be discussed, lots of ways that you can engage with your staff. And if you look back in the feed, you'll see an episode uh, sitting there waiting for you about just that. It's top 10 ways to finish up the year in your lab with your yearbook staff now that the book is done. So go ahead and take a look there. And uh, if you're newer to the podcast, I'd encourage you to look back. There's a good uh, two dozen episodes or so for you uh, back in the feed. But for now, a twin bill, my conversations with Robin Christopher and Brett Hasty as we look back at the Columbia Scholastic Press Association's Spring Convention. Uh, joining me today on the YearbookWise podcast, uh, we've got Brett Hasty uh, coming from Virginia. And uh, Brett, I'd like to, to just leave it to you. Could you introduce yourself to the audience and, uh, and tell us a little bit about your background in publications? Absolutely. My name is Brett Hasty. I am the yearbook advisor at Brookville High School. This is my seventh year teaching and advising. Um, I have all media classes, so I teach journalism one and two. I teach uh, a couple sections of yearbook, and I have a photography class as well. Uh, we've delved into video and kind of looked at some you know broadcast elements over the course of time too. Um, but this is my seventh year. I started yearbook and um, student media in general in college um, as a photography editor for the college yearbook. Went on to you know edit the book for two years. Uh, did well, competed at CSPA, and when I graduated, was looking to really go into publications anyway. And teaching was not in 
the plan really, but an opportunity came up and decided that it was sort of this perfect, you know, intersection where I could get to do what I love um, and had really fallen in love with the process of your book. Your book had sort of built my skill sets and had really, uh, yeah, it had, it had just been a really valuable experience in my life. And I knew I'd be able to sort of turn around and, and, and make that same situation happen for, you know, a bunch of students moving forward. That was sort of the vision. And so, um, you know, my schedule, like I said, is all media and, We've really been able to to build that, you know, into Brookfield Publications is what we call it, and um, the focus has has been your book. Um, we use the journalism classes as sort of like an intro, and we do have a news website. Uh, it's not competitive, being completely honest, um, but it allows there to be an entry point for students who, you know, maybe aren't ready to do the work of your book and that type of commitment, but still can take away some really practical skills, uh, communication wise, writing, speaking, interviewing. And I think if students can learn to tell their own story and see themselves in that way, they'll be able to connect with others. Um, and that that's invaluable, you know, moving forward into the real world. Soon after we got back from CSPA, I, um, I was I was looking you up and I found the Brookville uh, Pubs website. Could you share the link with the audience? Sure. It's brookvillepubs.com. And on there, you can find a little bit about our program. Um uh, some of the awards we've won. I don't think I've updated that probably in a year or so, so I do need to, to fix that. But you can read about, you know, course descriptions. Um, there's a page on, you know, why you should do your book, you know, why that's important um, to use for recruiting purposes. We've used that to, uh, we have an online application. We channel our yearbook sales through there. So there's one hub for everybody to visit and see. Uh, you know, when you're talking to guidance about, you know, recruiting students, there's you know, they, they're not tuned into what you're doing all the time. And so it's been very helpful to have right. one resource to be able to push out to parents or, you know, other teachers or, you know, the guidance counselors, um, just to make them aware of what we do. Um, you and know, and I would say it's as impressive a, a front facing kind of hub as I've ever seen from a publication. It's really outstanding work, regardless of when you last updated it. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, so you. for the yeah, absolutely. And for those of you in the audience listening to, to Brett describe it, highly recommend um, that you go check it out. I'll put a uh, link for it in the description of the episode. Um, but it is is really a, a just an awesome tool, uh, as you already addressed, Brett. But this is recruitment. This is information. This is yearbook purchases, all of it. Uh, yeah, really well done. Um, let's unpack your kids' experience um, at a typical CSPA just briefly. Um, I imagine that most of the people listening are familiar. Um, there's an episode or two back in this feed from last season about what it's like to attend conventions, uh, mm -hmm. where Jim Jordan and I kind of did an overview about all, all things CSPA and, and JEA and SPA as well. It's alphabet soup. But mm -hmm. um, with Columbia operating on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday schedule at the Morningside Heights campus uh, in, in the Upper West Side of Manhattan, do you all come in on uh, on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning? Do you avail yourselves uh, sightseeing opportunities? Can you just give us like the thirty second pitch for your your kids' experience in the city? Sure, and that's that pitch has changed a little bit over time. Two years ago, we did arrive on uh, Tuesday, so we were there for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, that was the year of the big snowstorm. Our trains got canceled, um, and so we ended up coming on Wednesday that year. And you know, the past couple of years, we've just sort of kept that same schedule. Um, you know, it, it, as far as the pitch for the trip, I do use it as a recruiting tool for next year, you know, looking to bring back kids. Uh, we did have a small group this year. I had four kids go, which I 
I'm very thankful for in this case. But in the past, I've had you know a couple of years where there's been 15, 18, 20 kids, um, which is great. I love that they get to go to the city and experience that. I sort of pitch it as this multi, you know, faceted experience where they are getting a convention. Um, but you know, coming from Lynchburg, Virginia, there's, you know, it's it's beautiful down here, but it is a little bit isolated. And I think taking a group of kids to the city and the convention, just the whole package is really, you know, I believe it builds them um, into the communicators that it just, it brings a well-roundedness to their, to their journalism experience. Do they get out in the city much? Do you go see a show or? Yeah, we usually do see a show. We've seen, uh, we saw Waitress, we saw Wicked, we've seen Les Mis, we've, you know, we've sort of done the, done that we do the shows. I think that's important for them to see. There's always a kid who's like, I don't like theater. And, you know, it's not about loving it. It's about looking at the artistic value there and, mm-hmm. and hopefully being inspired by colors, textures, you know, storylines, whatever, and bringing those things back to our yearbook room to, you know, be inspired and um, create something cool for ourselves. Right. And, and I think sometimes theater could also be like, you know, I don't like Indian food or well, and then you try it and then you've got a dyed in the wool fan. So I'm sure you've got some exactly. converts there. Exactly. Listen, we have. We have. Let's talk uh, about CSPA itself uh, and congratulations to you and your team. You, you guys came home with a gold crown, which is just outstanding. Thank you very um, much. Definitely proud of it. They've, they've, they've put in the work. Many Saturday work days go into that. Right, right. And some of that work, uh, I'm sure, is informed by the very sessions that you attend in the spring and then probably roll over to production uh, you know, next September. So. Oh. I asked you on, and, and full disclosure, I, I asked you to think about it ahead of time for maybe a top three uh, kind of takeaways. Is this um, sessions that your kids came away really fired up about or a speaker that really touched them? Uh, and maybe some of it's kid perspective, some of it's your own, but where would you like to start? Um, as far as sessions specifically, I think, you know, having the the students and, you know, Melissa from Marjorie Stoneman there speaking about their experience, I got to see her at the, the faculty luncheon. Um, and they had a session for the students as well, where the students from Florida were there. Um, that experience for my kids was, I think, just very poignant. I think they sensed the weight of what we do. I think hearing um, how that, I mean, obviously that's a tragedy, but just how they were able to tell the story and dig into that space, um, it means something. And that's what I've been preaching all along. And you know, I, it's one thing for them to hear Mr. Hasty say that, but for, for it to actually come across through other student voices who've experienced something and who, who, who know firsthand the power of, of journalism and storytelling is, um, I think that was the most powerful poignant moment for us uh, for this particular trip. They ended up buying the book and, and that they, they were very uh, much inspired by, you know, what they saw there. I think, you know, we certainly nobody wishes another tragedy like that on any community, be it a school or corporate or anywhere in America. Mm -hmm. For them as a team to say so eloquently that they knew that they were the ones best equipped to tell their own story and to take ownership of it that way is is just absolutely stunning and has really stuck with me as well. I agree with you. Um, Something else that that stuck with your kids or you? Sure. Um, I think... There's two returners and two new kids that came this year, and it's, I think, a different experience for both because the returners sort of know the lay of the land. They kind of know what to expect. They know they're going to get some training. They're gonna, they know they're going to have some reinforcement for skills. 
Um, it's neat for me to see that dynamic happen with both uh, the new kids and the returners. And so I guess just generally speaking, going to the convention, um, you know, and talking, because I, I did, I recapped with the students this week. And for the returners, it's just, it's encouraging for them to know that the challenges that I'm giving them, the expectations that I have for them are not unique. Like I'm expecting, you know, what my expectations are on par for the other great programs in the country and, and, you know, what those schools are doing. And so it makes them feel not alone. It's sort of a community thing. You know, they may not be best friends with these people. They may not even, you know, talk to these students, you know, again, but they've connected at the, at the convention. They know that these other schools are working to do great work. Um, and I think that empowers them to come back to our community, which again is a bit small. Uh, we're, you know, Southwest Virginia and, you know, bring that fire back and um, know that, you know, they're not crazy. They're not alone. They're doing it for, a, you know, a bigger purpose. And there are other people who understand. Do you ever have that time, Brett, where uh, well, it's it's exactly what you've just said, the, the comedy version uh, a, a silly example might be uh, me or you describing to your students like, I, I really think you guys need to work on uh, better type design in your headlines and you harp and you harp and you harp. And then suddenly your kids go to a session at CSPA and they come back breathless and they're like, Mr. Simmons, we need to do design type in our headline. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I swear you were in our classroom this week because I literally in recapping this, someone talked about, you know, one of their session take homes was I went to a session on designing headlines. And I That's kind so of like looked at her like, that stuck out to you? Like how many times have we talked about designing headlines? Um, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And so it's funny <laughs> that because that literally happened this week. I love that she took that away. That's awesome. That's why we go. But for her to, it, it clicked in a different way. Um, you know, sometimes it's not even about how I say it. It's just that sometimes there's so much said or, you know, when they're in here, when they're here, they're dealing with life and other distractions. Sure. So, yep. Um, it's funny that you say that. That's really, yeah, that is quite a coincidence. Just a, a silly example. Um, how about a, a third or, or last? And, and I'm wondering if, uh, if your kids, we can do this in a, and it's certainly in a, a, a positive a, appropriate way. Is there anybody that they shout out to you that, that for you or your kids is a must see at, at conventions? Are there any fan favorites, uh, of the program that the, the kids really get a lot out of? Um, not specifically. Okay. Typically what we do is when we get there, I, I give them the booklet um, and we, we go through that. It's sort of a divide and conquer uh, format for us. Mm -hmm. I know all the kids can't go to all the sessions. And so I tell them to evaluate what is it that we need? Uh, what absolutely. Is, and let's go explore those, you know, and, and there's undoubtedly the kid who's going to show up at the random session. You're like, why did you go to that session? That's totally not your skill set. Mm -hmm. um, but they're exploring and there hasn't been, like I said, a specific name of somebody who's, who's jumped out. Um, but I love the, the convention experience for them to be able to have that freedom on a college campus, Columbia of, of all places, uh, to take ownership of their, their education and their, you know, investigation into in this field. And, what right. and, and the diversity of speakers, I have full disclosure, I, I sit on the, the Advisors Association board. Yeah. And, and so I know some of the numbers in the background. I think we had 326 sessions with something north of 160 different speakers, which is just wow. tremendous. That's crazy. Um, I you know, think that the speakers I know that um, resonate to are anybody who's coming from, you know, a real world scenario, um, you know, a professional environment. One of the kids did talk about how, um, even just stressing the professional connection. I don't remember yeah. that speaker's name, but 
stressing the professional connection to, hey, you know, magazine people, they're doing this thing. Um, communicators, broadcast people, they're, they're following these standards. And that's what we're talking about today. Um, and so it sort of, you know, lends again that weight to, the, you know, this, is, this can be fun, but also can mean something for your life in the future, even if you're not going to be, you know, a yearbook teacher uh, moving forward. One of the things that I've, I've really um, taken a lot of personal pride in with our own program is that we take the afternoons off uh, at CSPA and we'll take them out on, uh, we, we call them media tours, just kind of like the JEA model, yeah. but we'll get the kids out there and, uh, and you know, try to put them in front of people who were themselves former high school journalism kids uh, who are making that. it happen, you know, all over the, all over the city. Brett, how do you, um, just last question, how do you bring it back into the lab? And, and, and is there a, a debriefing process? Is it formalized? Do they do you know, any kind of summary report or is it just a, a chat or does it just come up when it comes up and, and the kids, you know, self-motivate to bring that instruction home? How, how does that go for you? Yeah. Um, that's changed over the course of time. I think as my group of kids changes, I sort of adapt to that. It's very informal, being completely honest. Um, in years gone by, there has been very specific, you know, time set aside at the hotel in New York City to talk about things. Um, sometimes that's been a toothful because they're thinking, oh, I want to be in Times Square shopping. There's so many other distractions. Or they're exhausted. Or they're just brain dead. Exactly. And so I've stopped doing that. And the goal is to get back. Um, but there is that sweet spot too far from the convention. They're like, yeah, I have my notes somewhere, but I have to find them. Right. Um, just like a typical high school student. And so, um, I do try to strike when the iron's hot and have those conversations while those things are fresh in their minds. Um, and you know, as, as much as we'll have a debriefing, I think sometimes the highlights from the convention and the New York experience come out through, you know, over the course of time, when we have our planning session for next year, or when we do some type of summer workshop or training, they sort of get triggered into, oh yeah, I heard this, or I saw this and it's confirmation. They were paying attention. Um, and they did bring something back from, you know, from that trip, which, you know, when it's come time to convince my principal to let us go again is always helpful. Um, but I think it's, it really, it is a, is a, a follow-up. I, like I said, I've talked to the kids this week about that. It was more an individual basis since it was only four kids that could do that. Um, but I do appreciate that group talk at the end of a trip where they can sort of bounce off feedback and be like, yeah, and then I heard this and then, yeah, and we could turn this into this, you know, X, Y, and Z for our program. Um, I'm all about the, what if we, what if dot, dot, dot. And if that, what if is informed by an experience they had in New York, I think that's pretty cool. All the better. What would you say to a, uh, an advisor who's fence sitting uh, about, about going to convention uh, with or without kids? It's often been said, go, go the first time by yourself and experience yeah. it for yourself. So you understand what the flow is like, but uh, a, a wise word to an advisor who's not quite there yet, what would you say? Part of me says, if you're not quite there, you're not going to be there. Part of me says, if you're not quite there, just jump in. Um, okay. I think you could go and go by yourself and see the, the flow. But I think CSPA does a great job of giving you the organization and giving you the layout and the flow. And I think if you're an advisor who feels like everything needs to be completely orchestrated by you, you're going to be overwhelmed. It's going to be too much. But if you can rely on knowing that you're going to get there, there's going to be a schedule booklet. You're going to let them, you know, run the campus, you know, talk through it ahead of time. 
Um, I don't know. I think I think you just jump in. I think you just go if that's what you want to do. If you want to be, you know, expose your kids to that. Um, my goal for the program has been always much bigger than just let's make a great yearbook. My thought has been let's make great kids, and I think taking them to the city if that's your if, if making great kids is your goal, take them to the city, take them somewhere to expose them to something outside your four walls, and that's one hundred percent going to change their perspective when they come back. Because you can't, you can't help but go somewhere and not come back changed. So, wise words from Brett Hasty, uh, recent winner of a, a gold crown for his staff's efforts in 2018 on the Buzzer Yearbook out of Lynchburg, Virginia. Brett, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Sure, thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Joining me for another look back at the CSPA Spring Convention is Robin Christopher of Del Norte High School in California, where it is a lot warmer uh, than where I am in New York. Robin, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to our audience? Hi, I'm Robin Christopher, and as Mike said, I advise Traditions Yearbook in Del- at Del Norte High School, and that's in North San Diego County. This is my 10th yearbook that I have um, published, and we're really excited about our anniversary edition. And and 10, did you start with the school at year one? I did. I did. Wow. I was recruited to come over and do yearbook, even though I had no experience. Oh, yeah. And as, as many people listening to this podcast can relate to. So you are, you are not alone in that. Uh, how does it feel being 10 years in? That's quite a thing. It's it gets better every year. I thought it would get easier and it's not easier. It's um, challenging. I enjoy the work. Um, I feel comfortable in what I'm doing now, but we're producing better books, which makes it a little difficult from year to year, but fine. Right. Right. And, and that busy does it's it, you're I, I know exactly what you're talking about is probably the easiest way to say it. It is a different kind of busy, a different kind of intensity. And, and then once you have that breakthrough, there's another breakthrough waiting to have happen ahead of you. Right. Yes. Yeah. Every year is a new and different challenge. So we met for the first time uh, a week ago uh, right now, actually, um, give or take, uh, at CSPA at the Spring Convention, which uh, was kind of momentous. It was your first convention ever as an advisor, 10 years in, right? Yes. Yes. And I have no idea why I didn't do it for 10 years. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. And and I'm wondering uh, just briefly if there was any hesitation on your part or was it just about opportunities and, and you know maybe family needs or uh, travel needs? Yeah, I think for me, and and maybe a lot of teachers are in the same place, I felt guilty and selfish about going. So the time of year that it happens is when we're in full deadline mode. And I felt like, oh, I can't leave my kids for three or four days to go to a conference. And I was worried that the editors couldn't handle it, that, you know, the world would fall apart if I wasn't there. And I learned it doesn't fall apart when I'm not there. So that's a good and a bad. Right, right. And with it being uh, being your first, was it a, a little bit of a, a heavy lift getting all the way to New York or no problem? Everything went smoothly? Um, I, you know, obviously there's all the paperwork involved. So that was challenging on the district's end, figuring it out. So it was nice not to have kids. Um, I didn't bring kids this time around. But um, as far as getting to New York, it was um, 
it was easy. It was a great flight over and, you know, it was nice. That's great. So you, uh, when, when did you arrive to the city? I arrived a day ahead. So I came out on Tuesday and I stayed an extra day just so I could experience New York. Right. And with or without kids, I mean, that really is the way to do it. Um, I've got some friends who come in and, and, and certainly school needs can, can dictate this, but I have some friends that come in Thursday. Some only come up for Friday and, uh, I, you know, I, I'm self-avowed, very passionate about the offerings at CSPA, uh, being involved in the Advisors Association. And I think that every day we can spend there with the kids uh, or like you did almost, you know, a, a solo professional development. Uh, you really want to maximize that opportunity. Um, were you able to get off campus and, and go just enjoy the city some? Had you been there before? I have not been to New York for about 10 years, so it was fantastic to get out and see the city and find my way on the subway system, and it's it's truly one of the amazing cities in the country, so it was okay. a lot of fun. And, and we'll cut to the chase here. Do you feel like you'd bring kids next time? I do. I think it would be such a fantastic experience for them. One, the travel, but two, the course offerings were phenomenal. Yeah. And that's really where I wanted to take this conversation. So thank you for the uh, well-planned segue. appreciate that. Um, as listeners probably know, it's three days of programming uh, with sometimes, uh, I think each day has at least four different workshops in it, if not five or six. They, there's more as the week goes on. And uh, as I was discussing with Brett, I think we had about 300, nearly 330 different sessions. So what, uh, what caught your eye? And, and maybe we'll start at the kind of the big picture view what were you excited to uh, to take or, or partake of? I, For me, where I chose to spend my time at the sessions were the sessions um, that were about journalism, not necessarily focused on yearbook. And I really enjoyed the sessions run by professionals outside the education profession. It just, they had such a great wealth of information and real world experience that I am excited to share with my class. And I can't wait to teach leads next year and teach interviewing skills based on what I learned at the conference. Yeah, I think too, you know, I've been able to bring kids for years and, and I can't wait for you to have the opportunity for them to recognize that many of the professionals who they are rubbing elbows with were themselves once high school J kids and yearbook kids. And now they are living and working in the city or, or in media and communications and journalism. And for, it's just a profoundly powerful experience for our yearbook kids to say, well, I, I, I could do this when I grow up. This, this is a job is uh, it's really, really richly rewarding. And I'm sure you got just a taste of that last week. Yes, it was. Um, I, I was in awe from how knowledgeable the professionals were, but in addition to that, sitting in classrooms at Columbia University. It is, it has this, this positive weight to it, but you just, you're like, wow, I'm at Columbia. Yeah, it was, I, I cannot explain it and I hope that everyone gets to experience it. So let's go down, uh, take a little bit of a deeper dive. What was one of the, the areas or one of the sessions that really stood out to you? I think my favorite session that I went to was um, Jake. And it was, of course, now I'm doing it. It was about how we speak and to pause and think about what we're saying 
and then speak. And he had a whole bunch of advice on interviewing and how to sound more intelligent when we're interviewing. I don't know that he's a friend of the podcast, but he's a dear friend of mine. You're speaking of uh, Jake Polensky, who's a, yeah. an absolute powerhouse in scholastic journalism circles. He's now uh, working at Raytheon, and he does a phenomenal session about, you know, like, um, you sound dumb, I think is the title of it. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's the one that you're referring to. My kids love it, and they go to it every year. <laughs> it is, and, and that's exactly what I just did. All of those mistakes he said not to make. Yeah, it, it, it takes it takes some practice. Uh, Jake, uh, or, or perhaps another, is there a speaker that you heard? Let's maybe move away from Jake. Is there another speaker that you heard from who you would definitely go see again? Well, I went to one of the legends in your booking, Mary Kay Downs. And the queen. The queen. And I have never heard her. I have heard her on podcasts before. So it was fantastic finally seeing her in person and um, hearing her wealth of knowledge and how she runs her classroom. And uh, it was amazing. What is one of the skill sets or, or one of the areas of focus that you really want to apply? Uh, maybe I'll ask this twofold. I'm wondering if you went to uh, some sessions that were topically more geared for advisors, and there's something you're bringing back to your lab that that Robin is really going to focus on. And then if I can spin that question uh, as a secondary, what's something that you're really excited to kind of activate with your kids in the near future? So I did focus more on advisor sessions and things that I would use as far as teaching. So one of the activities that I'm really looking forward to bringing into my classroom is an activity that I learned for writing leads in a session that I went to about lead writing. And he taught us to write the leads as a text message and then formalize it. And I just feel like that will be really relatable for my students. So I'm looking forward to using that new technique next year as I teach. So that was one of the things um, that I wanna bring in. The second one is feedback. And I went to a session about the feedback loop for students and how to more quickly provide them with feedback and teach them to give feedback to each other. And I think that skill is going to be really valuable as we work to create a great book for our community. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Those both sound really applicable and, and interesting. It's always um, a challenge. I, I talked to Brett about this uh, a couple hours ago to bring kids and then figure out how to bring the instruction back into the room. It, it's great to be wowie zowie and, and kind of in awe of somebody like Jake or Mary Kay, um, some of these other powerhouse speakers um, and it's and it's totally fine to be there in that moment, but then to figure out, as you've just articulated, how how then can we apply it? How can we make it real? How can we make this experience beneficial to us and not just a fun trip in New York City? Mm -hmm. um, so I'll be in, I'll be interested to hear more from you in the future about how you integrate that with your kids once you start uh, traveling with them as well. Mm -hmm. um, as you look forward uh, to the to the future, how did your experience in New York City? Uh, with the CSPA Spring Convention inform uh, either, again, more travel in the future or, or other opportunities you might uh, bring your kids to in, in the future? Has that, has that changed anything or confirmed or challenged assumptions at all for you? 
I think it's confirmed that it it is what we should be doing. And I think we should be doing it for kids, but also for ourselves. I think one of the things that I found most beneficial were the connections that I made. I love the workshops. I learned a lot. I can't wait to apply it to my classroom. But finally meeting people who understand what I do was a really moving experience for me. And, you know, every day I work, I also teach English and I work with the English teachers who understand what I do, but then I go in the yearbook world and nobody gets it. Yeah. And so for me to sit down and get some ideas, just sitting at tables with people in the registration area, And I met Brett and Pat and learned so much from them. And they even informed what I should be doing while I was at the conference. So I think those things were really valuable to me. It was like all of a sudden I had a lifeline. You know, I I talk about tribe time. Uh, My wife knows it really well and, and, and recognizing these opportunities once or twice a year to do exactly what you've just described, right? To connect with people who are in our network and can appreciate the hard work that our kids do. Um, We are so often functionally islands in our buildings because we are unique and and the only ones that that do the job that we have. So I'm I'm really glad that you got to tap into that for the first time. It must've felt great. It did. I'm still, I'm still riding on a high from the conference. (laughs) Good, good. A week later. And and it was all the sweeter. Uh, you weren't just there for yourself. I mean, you were and, and certainly the professional development and education is huge. But uh, you your, your your luggage was a little heavier returning to California, was it not? Yes. Oh, it was so exciting. So I came home with a Silver Crown Award, and I'm just so proud of my staff and the work that we've done. And being rewarded for that was really moving. I wish I, I could have shared it with them. I showed it, I shared it in photos, but hopefully next year we can share it all live in person. Absolutely. And, and congratulations to you being, you know, so well established and obviously on that, that upward trajectory. Um, I will say this humbly, but I, I know because you had shared it with me that, uh, you and the kids had been um, listening to the podcast and tapping into other resources from your publisher and really y- y'all are ascendant. And um, I should be very clear. I, I mean, not to sound like I- I'm I'm claiming your, your effort or your your uh, your uh, recognitions there. But um, I think it speaks more broadly to the, the, the staffs that really want to get after this and live it. There are so many resources from publishers and curriculum and and, and special consultants and all the rest. Um, mm-hmm. It's just great when it all comes together and and like you said, you you get to hang that that plaque on the wall and and celebrate that with your kids. So congratulations. Thank you. We're so excited about it, and we're looking forward to NSPA in a month. I am bringing kids. Oh, great. So okay, so you got to tell me about this. Explore this a little bit. We're talking about the JEA NSPA uh, Anaheim. It's uh, right down the road for you. Uh, that's so that's easy. Uh, how many kids will be there? We're bringing four. So we're okay. still experimenting, but yeah. I do have four kids coming. So we're, we're taking baby steps in. That's fantastic. That, uh, I'm really glad to hear that. And I, I'll be interested to hear from you how you're able to inform that experience based on uh, what you just uh, experienced in, in Manhattan uh, as you advise the kids maybe to pick sessions or strategize for what your lab needs. Are you thinking strategically that way? 
right now I am thinking the immediate getting our last deadline met. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but I, I do, I do know that we need to focus on that because I know one of the things for me when I was at CSPA last week was just really paying attention to where the buildings were on the map, how much time I had between sessions and figuring all of that out. Uh, So I'm glad that I did that before I'm taking kids. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, Robin, Christopher, congratulations on the Silver Crown and for making such strides in the Scholastic Journalism community. And uh, and all the best to you in Anaheim. And I'm right there with you finishing this final deadline. We've got far too many pages that we need to get done in about eight days. So uh, we will... Same time frame we are. Yeah, we will send you some good energy if you'll send some our way. We will. Thank you. It's a deal. I want to thank Brett and Robin for being with me today on the podcast and offer a special shout out to Anna and Danny at the Del Norte Traditions staff. They've been working hard with Robin uh, for the last couple of years and uh, huge congratulations to you on that silver crown and uh, certainly to the staff at the buzzer as well on, uh, on your gold crown achievement. Once again, for everybody still in it and shipping books, good luck to you. We're right there with you. Everybody who's uh, finished recently, congratulations. For now, that's going to do us uh, until another two weeks or so. Uh, check back in the feed for more updates and episodes coming from the Yearbook Wise podcast. For now, friends, be well. Good luck. We'll talk soon. <laughs>